On the Wake Up Radio presents your host, D. Ivory, New Energy. Peace, family. Peace, what's going on? Welcome to another New Energy Room. I am your host, D. Ivory, and this is a On the Wake Up radio production. Thank you, Sister Cindy Ashby, uh, for being here and for blessing us with your time and talents and, uh, you know, keeping the ball rolling. We're grateful for the platform. So let's get right into it. Um, I was excited about coming with this topic here because it's something that's very personal to me. Um, I want to do something a little different than what we're used to. Um, I would like for everybody to get on stage. Um, I understand everybody's not here to speak. I know that uh, some some of you know come join and just you know want to listen in, which is cool. Um, but I feel like just the aesthetic of the stage being full when people come into the room will probably keep people here. Um, And so I just want to do that if y'all don't mind. So feel free to raise your hand um, or I'll just pull you up, whatever the case is. But uh, y'all get what I'm trying to do. I just want to make sure that it it looks like there's some action going on. And I don't want to monopolize the conversation either. I would love for people to tap in and uh, join the conversation as well. But, uh, yeah, please just come up on stage, and you can just mute your mic if you don't want to speak. Um, and as we get into the conversation, we'll see how you feel then. Uh, Brother Amari, I see you. Trying to pull everybody up here. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, again, for you know whoever's just joining, I'm just trying to fill the stage up so it looks like we, we got a full stage up here at least. But anyway, um, so today's topic... We're speaking on abundance, the mindset of abundance. Not just not just trying to adopt the mindset of abundance, but also how to come out of a mindset of scarcity because it's impossible to exist within both at the same time. Um, There's a a large transition that needs to happen uh, to shift our mindset from one to the other. Uh, most of us, just based off of the fact that, uh, Tyreen, you can come on up. Peace, peace, queen. I'm, I'm just having everybody come up on stage, even if you don't want to contribute, but I would still love to have you in the conversation. Um, so I'll just pull you up if you don't mind. But um, Peace. Peace, peace. So I feel myself kind of shifting into this into this mentality where I'm realizing, I'm, I'm, starting, to, I'm starting to realize within myself um, what parts of myself are, are attached to scarcity, um, are attached to the idea that I need more, you know, that it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Um, and this is not always a material thing. You know, sometimes it's really a, um, a conundrum dealing with, you know, attention, you know, or uh, any anything for that matter. You know, we all got different, you know, different things that we're attached to, but 
those attachments are a result of having a scarcity mindset. Um, I want to start this room out with, uh, with three quick affirmations that pertain to this topic. Feel free to unmute your mic and repeat the affirmations or just keep your mic muted and repeat them to yourself. But let's keep these affirmations stamped within our minds so that we can try to maintain, you know, the attitude that we are enough and that we're whole. And those affirmations are, I am healthy. I am whole. I am complete. I'm going to say it three times. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am whole. I am whole. I am complete. I am complete. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am whole. I am whole. I am complete. I am complete. Thank you. Thank you all for your participation. Um, The reason why those affirmations are important is because affirmations expose your subconscious mind. They expose whether or not you have a scarcity mindset and, and in what areas you have that scarcity mindset because your mind objects to those affirmations. Your mind objects those affirmations if you're not in a space where you're able uh, if you're not in a, in a space of uh, abundance, if you're not operating from from a, uh, from the mindset of abundance, you'll see what areas in your life where you don't necessarily feel like you're capable or you don't necessarily feel like you are enough or that you have enough to be what it is that you are trying to claim via your affirmation. But it's important to remember that we literally within ourselves have everything that we need to be everything that we need to be. We are a hundred percent equipped with every part, uh, everything that we need to reconcile, to reconcile every shortcoming that we feel like we may have. The whole cliche of, you know, my cup runneth over things like that. It's not necessarily speaking on, the reality of your circumstances, but it's despite the reality of your circumstances that you're choosing to speak these things because you understand the power of manifestation and the power of creating your reality via these thoughts and these words. If you have a scarcity mindset, no matter what, you'll always be in a space where you need to uh, justify your quest to uh, to hoard more or to, to, to pull more in, whatever that might be. And again, it's not always about money. It's not always about material things. But you can never be appreciative of what it is that you already have because you're always seeking to gain. You're always seeking to gain. This is something that usually manifests itself in a way, you know, and is as we operate, you know, within a capitalist society, like everything we see, whether it's TV, you know, movies, just walking outside, you know, billboards, it doesn't matter what it is, but 
everything in a capitalist society is geared towards making you think that you need something more in order to be happy. That you need something on top of what you already got. And then once you get that, you got to get the new one. Once the new one get old, then you got to upgrade. Once once you get the upgrade, then, you know, you got to get that tweaked and, and customized. So, it, you know what I mean? And, and it, it'll never stop. So this is about adopting an understanding that, you know, there's there's usually somewhere within, there's usually something within you um, that needs to be addressed when you're always operating from a space of lack. Like what, what is it that keeps you so attached to material things that, that you can no longer be content with what you, with what you have within? At what point do we shift from, you know, being able to just use our imaginations and be happy? Look how happy children are and all their ignorance, how happy they are and, and how easily pleased they are. We used to go outside you know, and stomp around in, in, a, in, a, in a puddle of mud with a stick and have the time of our lives. Because we knew that within our own imaginations, with our own creativity and within our own, um, you know, our own ability to, to, to pull out what we have within us, we are able to create that fun. But at some point, we, we, we become a part of this machine you know, this consumerist machine to where we're no longer inspired to create as much as we're, um, as much as we're interested in consuming. And that's why I feel like there's a great divide because the more time you spend consuming, the more energy you spend consuming, the less time and energy you have to create. And those things are counterproductive to one another. We've become consumers and we've lost our zeal to want to create, you know, we, and we, we, we've lost our desire to be educated and edified in certain ways because we'd rather be entertained. But I just want to, uh, I just want to bring it to all of our attention that this is because, you know, I would say, I, I would just say this, the, the, the bridge that, that will carry you from scarcity to abundance is gratitude and contentment. You know, it's not about, you know, being broke and trying and striving to, to get some money or trying and, and striving to make something happen. We got to go from trying and striving to just knowing and flowing. And that's where I want to take the conversation to. You know, when we talk about, you know, being spiritual and, you know, being tapped in and and all these types of things, like we've we've made these words so mundane and, and just we overuse a lot of these words, you know, just to kind of scathe over the idea of being conscious and and things like that. But what does it really mean? What does it really mean to be spiritual? You know what I'm saying? What does it really mean to be tapped in? Tapped into what? Because everybody you see on a daily basis is tapped into something. But what are you tapped into? Because if it ain't in, if you ain't tapped into yourself, then you tapped out. There's a saying that, uh, I mean, as basic as it is, 
the boat floats until you let the water in. And that motherfucker will sink. We inundated from day in and day out of how much we don't have. How much more we need. What it's going to take to be happy. Right? Day in and day out. Currently, we inundated with how much power you don't have as an individual. All day long, that's all you see every day. How much power you don't have. As soon as you walk out your house, the whole world trying to tell you, ah, you, you, you ain't got no power. You got to do what this person say, do what that person say, follow this sign. You know what I'm saying? You're being controlled at every corner. Every time you see a red stoplight, somebody's controlling you. And so while we're continuously being bombarded with the idea that we're, that we, that we're powerless, we're also continuously being bombarded with the idea that we are not able to create abundance where that abundance is not already attached and, and, and uh, a part of who we are. It's automatic in our minds that we, we, uh, that we're falling short of some aspiration, some abstract thing that's outside of us. It's like every day, it's like we got to try to grind and, and strive towards some elusive target, some shit that you don't even know what the fuck. I don't, I, I, st- I remember when I was younger, the people was talking about the American dream and white picket fences and shit. Like I was like, what the fuck is special about a white fence? But see, that was cause I was, I was coming from the ignorance of a child, the blissful ignorance of a child. And, and and knowing already that I that I have everything within me to be who I needed to be. If you ask a child what they want to be when they grow up, they're gonna tell you the most wildest some shit that you know what I mean? That that you that they can't tell you how to, how they're gonna get from A to B. But they know in their minds, they already see the vision in their minds of themselves with a fucking astronaut uniform on, or a fireman's uniform, or whatever the case is. If you ask an adult what they want to what they want to do in five years, they get the I guess I'm gonna can't even come out. You know what I'm saying? You can't even express what your own vision for your life is over the next couple of years. And I I really feel like that's because of the scarcity mindset. It's because you don't know that whatever you want to blurt out your mouth, you're capable of of no matter how abundant that is. You're capable of producing that from within yourself. I'm going to give a quick little personal antidote. Real quick, um, everybody in the audience, thank you all for joining the room. Um, what, what I said when I first started the room, I just wanted to do things a little bit differently. Um, I want I want the stage to be full, especially for the sake of uh, people that just joined the room who are not familiar with the tribe. Um, I, I just wanted to you know, look like we got a lot going on in here. Even if everybody doesn't want to contribute, um, I would just love to pull as many people on stage um, who, who would feel comfortable coming up. Uh, you can keep your mics muted if you don't want to contribute, but, um, you know, feel free to raise your hands and I'll let everybody up here. Peace, everybody. Thank y'all for joining. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay, cool, cool. Peace, peace, wealth. Peace, everybody. Peace, Tareen. Peace, uh, Latina. Peace, Sister peace. Monica. What's going on, family? I've seen you, Stephanie, Oracle, Cindy, everybody. Yarema, what's going on, God? Peace, everybody. Misha, I got you. Everybody, come on up. Um, so again, yeah, you, you can keep your mics muted and contribute in and if you want. Um, but again, I'm, I'm just trying to keep the stage full, but, uh, 
yeah, back to the topic. Um, so, uh, yeah, I really wanted to make that, that distinction between, you know, trying and striving, which is what the majority of us do, you know, and that's just the way that, that's just the way that this whole thing is designed, that this whole matrix is designed to, to keep us in a space where we just don't have enough time. You know, we just don't have enough energy. We, we just don't have enough money. We don't have enough clothes. We just don't have enough of anything, you know? And so I wanted to give a brief, uh, a brief anecdote, a brief story. So me personally, I, uh, I didn't realize that literally for the majority of my life, you know, going into my early adult life and things like that, I've always operated from, from a position of scarcity in the sense that I was so used to not having any money. And I'm sure somebody can relate to this, yo. Especially, you know, if you've lived paycheck to paycheck and shit like that, which the majority of us either have or are currently. Um, when you live in paycheck to paycheck, you automatically are forced into a scarcity mindset. Because if anybody knows, say you get paid every other Friday, you get paid Friday. By the following Friday, right in the middle of that pay week, you broke already. Right? So now you got to kind of scrounge around and pinch pennies for the, for, the, for the next week until your next check comes. Before that next check comes, you done already divided up to four or five bills. You done already decided where you're going to allocate everything to. And so automatically in your mind is, damn, I don't have enough to do this. I ain't got enough to do that. I ain't got enough to do that. And every, in every last one of those thoughts that we got to understand like money is like currency is energy. It doesn't matter what color the paper is or whose face is on it. Even if, even if it's just the bartering system, whatever form of currency you use is energy going from one hand to the next, to the next, to the next. And it continues to flow. That's why it's called currency. It's a current of energy. And so is love. Love is also a currency. It's an exchange, a consistent exchange. It can it can grow, it can snowball over time, it can shrink over time, just like the 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 flow and the currency, the energy of of, of uh, money, right? So when you when you're waiting on that next check, and you just don't have enough, as you continue to tell yourself that, you're speaking, you're speaking to yourself about more than just how much money is in the bank. Your, your mind and your body receives that as I am not enough because you had to put your time in to get that paycheck. You spent 80 hours to get that paycheck and now you got to wait hungry, just trying and striving to survive, trying to make it. So that scarcity mindset is, is just, it's toxic. It's toxic as it pertains to, um, how we relate to ourselves and, you know, the, what we naturally embody, you know, as, you know, as, uh, you know, a manifestation of the cosmos, you know what I mean? Just as abundant as the universe is as above, so below all of these things exist within us, whether we know how to apply it or not. And so to continue to tell yourself that you don't have or are not enough, um, is you're literally, you know, pushing yourself against the grain. So what happened with me is that, you know, I felt like 
every time I had my, because I had a scarcity mindset, every dollar I had, because I was used to living paycheck to paycheck, I, I was already used to being broke before I got the next money. So whatever money I had was going to be spent. So follow me. If I got $50 in my pocket or $100 or $200 in my pocket, whatever it is, I'm going to find a way to spend that so I can get back to that comfort zone of being broke because that's what I'm used to. That's what the scarcity mindset does. It make, you've, you've gotten to a space where you're used to not having. And this ain't about money, again. You know, when you're used to not having, you've created that as a comfort zone for yourself. As much as you might hate being broke or hate, you know, barely making it, you've created that as a habit for yourself so that literally every dollar you get, you can hit the lottery tomorrow. That doesn't make you ab abundant in your mindset. If you have, if you have a, if you're coming from a mindset of scarce, uh, uh, scarcity, when you get that, that lottery money, you, you're going to find your, your, your way, your, the quickest way possible to get back to your comfort zone again of being broke subconsciously. So again, the bridge to go from there, you know, me personally, what, 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 what I had to do was get to a point where I not only realized that abundance or money or a bigger paycheck or whatever you want to call it, you know, that these things that I was lacking, I had to get to a point to where I realized that I'm able to create those things myself, you know, without having to go apply for it, you know what I mean? Or, or get somebody to, you know, convince somebody to allow me to, to, you know, exchange my life energy for a couple dollars. I came to that realization and then that realization wasn't enough. I had to come to a space where I was grateful for that. Where I, where I, where I showed, actively showed gratitude to myself and to the source, to the all. You know, for allowing me to be a vessel for life force energy to be creative, you know, and to, to manifest through action, you know, all these different things that, you know, already exist in abundance out in the universe and within me. So without rambling too much, the bottom line is that as I progress through my adult life, as I continuously to grow, uh, continuously grow and evolve, I'm realizing that, you know, me starting a business which, which, you know, back in 2017, when I started New Energy, I did so out of a space of need because my spirit was tired of that scarcity mindset. Everything in me was just tired of always just, just it never being enough. And, you know, since then, over time, you know, we always have dips and falls. We have ups and downs. You know, life is literally an EQ of highs and lows. And, Throughout all of those, you know, whether I was high, whether I was low, I had to remain kind of stoic in my mentality that, you know, when something is going well, you know and understand that, yes, I'm experiencing abundance right now, you know, but it's not anything. There's nothing. Um, what's the word I'm using? There's nothing miraculous about the fact that you're experiencing abundance. 
that's your birthright. Inherently, you're supposed to be living in abundance. But the same way how we talk about the pendulum swinging, when it swings one one uh, too far to one side, it swings all the way back to the other with equal force. So when you're experiencing those moments of abundance, especially after being used to a scarcity mindset, you finally get you some abundance. You hit you hit the lottery, you figure something out, you started a business or whatever. You get a couple of dollars, whatever the case is. And then as soon as you lose that or as soon as that, you know, that high starts to come down. Your pendulum swings all the way back to the other side where. You know, now you're depressed, you know, what I'm saying now now you're experiencing all of this you know, this anxiety and this fear because, you know, your happiness was so reliant on that moment when everything was perfect. Again, you haven't completely shifted out of a scarcity mindset because if your mindset shifted as opposed to just your financial situation or just the circumstances surrounding, you know, whatever made you feel bad or, you know, whatever, if you had actually shifted to abundance, then you would understand that as soon as that started, re, re, uh, you know, receding, as soon as you started losing or, or things weren't as great, then it's a, it's an, it's a natural understanding that this is the flow of things, you know, and that you don't have to stay down. And anybody that's a creative, anybody that's anybody that's monetized their passion or who has learned how to, you know, keep from working by, you know, playing every day and making money by doing it. Then you understand the concept that you're never really broke because you can, you can pull money out of thin air by using these gifts, by using these spiritual gifts. So yeah, I, 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 you know, I want some feedback, you know, let me know, um, you know, what y'all think about the topic. Like when it comes to abundance, is this, is this something that you feel like you naturally operate in, you know, or did you have to get yourself to a space to where you're able to, to receive abundance? You know, have you operated from a space of scarcity? Um, are you stuck there now? You know, what y'all think, family? Um, I'm, I'm pretty much like working my way out of a space of scarcity. And my main thing um, actually going through this was the actual how-to part of it. And one thing that I've learned how to do is, and I just want to share it in case it's helpful for anybody, is like, oh, like I'm a boxing fan, so you always hear Mike Tyson talking about how fear is good. And he's right about that. And how you turn your fear and your anxiety, how you transmute that energy is you pay attention to it. Like a lot of people will tell you, push all, the, push all the pain, push all of it away. But you really, you pay attention to it. You pay attention to how it feel, that gut burning feeling like you about to, your stomach about to explode, how your shoulders are tense. And once you pay attention to it and you're paying attention to it for what it is and you're not paying attention to the situation, you can start to think about things that, to actually want to do or that you're actually trying to do 
And the funny part is, is that motivation and excitement and, and ambition has those exact same bodily feelings. It's just different sides of the same coin. So if we learn how to basically manage our fear and get into a space when we get into those slumps of um, like feeling like shit, basically, if we learn to take those energies and concentrate on them and actually turn them into passion and motivation, that'll give us the go ahead from the slump, or at least that's what I've been realizing in my journey coming out of that scarcity mindset. Hey, well said, brother. Uh, Toyn, is that how you pronounce your name? Yes. Yeah. Hey, well said, brother. Well said. And, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly um, you know the type of shift that I had to experience when, when you when you talking about uh, the fear and anxiety and transmuting that energy. Um, it's like fear. There's such a fine line between fear and excitement. And it's funny how the body works because in both of those moments, we have an increase of adrenaline. Um, hey, for everybody I invited on stage, I just, I just did that. I, I understand that everybody doesn't want to speak, but I just, I did, I just did that so we can keep the, uh, keep the stage full. Um, but, uh, it's literally a shift in how you, how you choose to use that energy. So I appreciate you saying what you said. Um, and, and using the word transmutation as well, because that's the alchemy of of how we how we control our own pendulum. Great input, brother. I appreciate that. Um, anybody else got something to add? Anybody else want to uh, contribute to the conversation? Yes, um, I want to say, for one, you you were definitely on point with. Uh, everything that you were saying because like the power of the mind is like phenomenal and like your mindset really does you know um, make the world around you like just this past weekend you know um, I had went to North Carolina on a business trip and the money that I had in my account is just was just for my car payment and um I didn't want to, like, I didn't really want to get into that money at all. Like, I just wanted to work with the money that I had for gas to get down there. I didn't want to spend money on food. Um, I brought my own food coming down there, um, and I was able to take um, some food with me from the hotel going back so I wouldn't have to spend anything. But on my way home, like, I was like, no, I want something else to eat, you know. And I didn't want to touch the money that I had in my account, so I asked Spirit. I said, spirit, like, could you, could you send me something so I could get something to eat? And like, I knew spirit was going to take care of me because spirit has always been taking care of me my, my entire life. Like since a young age, you know, my grandmother taught me mind um, over matter at a very young age. So now I haven't done this in a while, like, like directly at spirit you know, to help me for anything. Cause normally it just comes because I keep a, a positive mindset. And sure enough, when I went to the gas station to put gas in my tank, as soon as I walked in to, uh, to pay the cashier, I looked to my right to the ATM machine and there was $20 left in the ATM machine. Wow. <laughs> Nobody was around that ATM machine. I grabbed that $20 so quick. I was like, thank you spirit. You know, and that was within a matter of like, 
30 minutes. You know, so, um, and even with like, because I'm a creator as well, you know, I, I create music. I'm a, a singer songwriter. And this summer I wanted to put out a mixtape, but there was like a series of events that took place that, you know, um, didn't allow me to work on it in the timely manner that I wanted to. But where I left off, um, where I left off with my music project, I was in a studio that I didn't feel comfortable working in. And um, my grandfather, uh, one of the events had passed over the summer. And when I went to his funeral, I met up with a cousin that I hadn't seen in a long time. And come to find out, he's a, a producer at Rittenhouse Studios, a full production studio, like bigger than the studio that I was in before. And on top of that, it was my people, it's, you know, my family, it's black people, you know, not just, you know, I mean, the studio that I was recording in was, you know, it was white people in there, they was recording me. And I really didn't feel comfortable with the music that I was creating, even recording in that studio. So it's like, when my cousin came in and told me about the studio that he was in and he said he was going to look me out, I just looked at that like, you know, wow, like spirit always got me. Because now when I go back in the studio, you know, not only am I going to be able to work with someone I'm comfortable with, but I'm also going to be in, in an even bigger studio where it will be more production. Like if I wanted to shoot a video there, there's a, a, um, a green screen in there, like a green screen uh, room in there. It's just full on, full uh, on, far more productive than the last studio that I was working in. So, so yes, the, the power of the mind is, is real. And you'd be surprised how quick things come to you when you just keep that positive mindset of just knowing, you know, knowing that you'll be taken care of, knowing that you're full of abundance. Like even with the, with me being an insurance agent, I moved from one company to a company to where I can just be comfortable with my work, where the abundance will come in even more freely. You know, like I notice anything I ever put my mind to, it just comes. And that's for the fact that I just know, just knowing. And yeah, like, um, I just want to share that with y'all. Like that's, that's real. Yeah. Thank you, Taurine, for that. <clears throat> thank you. Um, see a lot of time. All right. So if you was, if you was operating from, from, a, from a space of scarcity when you needed that few dollars to get some food, and I mean, this is far-fetched. I'm not, I'm not saying you specifically would do that, but just for the sake of, you know, making the example, you know, you could have just, you know, ran down on somebody and tried to take it. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's what, that's, you know, it's people that do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Where you're so anxious about need and you're not having that, you're going to have to go out there and violate somebody else to take from them and, you know, jump in the gun as opposed to, something like what you did, you know, the, the understanding the power of manifestation, the power of just knowing and flowing. I used to, uh, I used to be that dude, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to be that dude operating from a space of scarcity, always feeling like I ain't got enough. So therefore anybody who had it, you know, um, look like a source from which I can get what I need, you know? And, uh, I remember at one time in particular, I'm going to just, share something I really don't tell people. Um, 
you know, this is this is a very long time ago. I've lived many lives, um, and this was one of them. But uh, I uh, I was living in Atlanta, and I was there for a short period of time. And I had gone there, um, you know, to, you know, get money without having to go into details, but, you know, traveling back and forth between Atlanta and North Carolina. So I went down there with that mentality, you know, quick, you know, make money fast, spend it fast, whatever, whatever. And I spent it so fast that when some shit hit the fan and I wasn't able to make it as fast, I was broke because I was getting it and spending it and getting it and spending it. And uh, so I ended up with an eviction notice on my table. And this is like less than a year after moving to Atlanta. And I got so anxious. And this is what I mean by, you know, coming from a scarcity mindset, gaining a little something, um, but still not shifting to an abundant mindset. As long as you're still operating in scarcity, that shit don't mean nothing. Because once it's gone, you right back to the same scarce mentality. I found I found myself in that same space several times. And I've always been able to create a way to make some shit happen. Always. And it's not about being a hustler. You know what I'm saying? It's not about um, it's not about learning how to play these money games that these crackers created. It ain't about none of that shit. It's about recognizing within myself that there's nothing. If, if I can fix my mouth to say I need it or I want it, then I can fix my mouth to say I already have it. And when I do that, that's when that miraculous shit starts happening. Like, like what you just said, Tareen, because that type of shit has happened to me so many times. But I'm also realizing that within my own power, you can, you can put a planet in motion. All you got to do is just throw it in orbit, make it spin and then fall back and just shine on it and just shine on it. By saying that, what I mean is, you're the son of your own solar system. You decide where in your life things grow. But the sun does it without trying, without having to exude too much effort. The sun just sit there and shine. And whatever planets it already put in orbit is going to stay in orbit and is going to receive that energy from the sun. That's called setting your intentions and allowing them to manifest once you set your intentions within your subconscious mind, you don't have to try anymore. You don't have to strive anymore. All you got to do is know and flow. That's it. You set the intention. You spun that planet in orbit. Now let gravity do its thing. And watch how every subconscious decision you make will be in the direction of what it is that you're trying to manifest because you truly believe within your subconscious mind that you have the power to create that from nothing. So just naturally, every decision you make is going to put you in that, in that position. When we went out there to, uh, to Greenwood with the family and we sat there around that, around that water and we, and we manifested and we, we meditated and we all set the intentions in the same direction that we was going to get a plot of land. And as soon as collectively we had that understanding, not that there wasn't some things happening prior to that, but once we set something in motion by placing, by, by placing that intention out into the universe, no matter, even if it's something small, 
Because a pebble on this side of the ocean can become a tidal wave on the other side. But just us as a handful of people being able to, to meditate and make that intention together. And here we are less than a couple months later, and we've made this much progress towards that just by being. Just by being, everything just falls into place. Yurima didn't have no issues going down there to go view the land. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's everybody's contributing information as to, you know, what, you know, things that we can put into place when we get it. And all the all of these different things are just pebbles in the just pebbles in the water. Just pebbles in the water. And we see how they grow. We see how they grow. Just by me making a decision. Here we go, right here. I had a hard time. Um, and I, I spoke on this in, in one of my first rooms, one of my first new energy rooms, that I had a really hard time for a while, um, you know, activating and operating from my throat chakra, you know, being able to verbalize myself. And this was not natural to me. I actually had have been having a very hard time with that over the over recent years because I'm used to being um, an extremely outgoing person. I used to I used to stay on somebody's stage. I used to stay on somebody's microphone. I used to stand on the lunch tables in high school and do whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I was very boisterous and vocal. And over time, you know, life kind of, life kind of did, it's funny, like in my mind, I'm thinking about the Little Mermaid, right? How she traded her voice for legs. And I think that's what I did. I think I traded my voice for peace. I think I traded my voice just to be able to like figure myself out, you know, and, and, and kind of you know navigate my way through all this craziness I was experiencing because life will do that shit to you. But anyway, I felt like I lost my voice and I was having a hard time um, getting back to where I was comfortable, you know, either building a platform, you know, or whatever the case is. But I always as a child used to envision myself speaking to masses of people in whatever capacity. But I was so far from that because I got to a space where I don't even like talking to people. And so I set the intention myself and I I, I didn't even write this down, but I, I, I thought of it in my mind several times where it was like, you know what, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to being able to speak again. You know, I'm going to get back to that. And once I set that intention with the understanding of what I just told y'all, I put that planet in motion and I just let that joint spin and let it do what it do. And so from that point, I never had to make a conscious decision to say, this is what I'm going to do to, 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 uh, to get my voice. This is what I'm going to do to start doing this. I didn't come up with a plan, but I set the intention in motion. And so every small micro decision I made, no matter how minute is leading me in the direction of what I was manifesting for myself. And it came with with bonuses. It came with big bonuses. That's even bigger than what it is that I wanted for myself. Right? The way that that happened is this. Just just a series of events. So maybe you can apply this to, to something that you're manifesting. Somebody mentioned something about this app called Clubhouse. I'm like, man, I do not need another app on my fucking phone. I ain't got time for that. I'm trying to run a business, blah, blah, blah. But you know, operating from a space of abundance. I said, you know what? Let me not close shit off. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is something that abundance would do also. You're open to things because you understand that when things come into your 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 your, your sphere, when things come into your solar system, it could be something to that. 
you know, rather than just rejecting it, I said, okay, let me pull it into orbit and, 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 and put it into play and see what happens. So I downloaded the app and I bounced around from a couple of different rooms and, you know, I, I, I jumped on stage. I said a couple of things a few times here and there, you know, I always provide some type of value to the conversation, no matter how nervous I might've been, but I jumped out there and I ended up finding Yurima, Yurima's room because I had been watching him for a while. And I said, oh, shit, Yurima Karama's on Clubhouse. Let me tap in. Just by having a, a few conversations, you know, the God, you know, pulled me in, you know, pulled me on stage or whatever the case is, you know, and, and those that were there, if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is that from, from, from that decision, from those micro decisions connected me to a whole tribe of like-minded people who all have the same goal, who all are, are fucking titans in their own right, who all know and understand what's going on out here. And I've, I've started to receive this level of support for what it is that I do for my business and my craft that I, that is completely unprecedented in my life. And so with 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 me operating from that space of abundance and and openness it's snowballed its way and it's continuing to snowball into my destiny and and for me is that is that major you know because it, as cliche as the term everything happens for a reason you could be on a very narrow path you could be on a very narrow dirt road and you see a small little little cut, you can make this quick little right turn. It might be dark around that corner. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, but uh, uh, the uh, uh, from, but if you're operating from a space of abundance, your mind tells you, man, don't be scared of that. Whatever's over there, you're going to use it for your good. Whatever's over there is going to contribute to where you're going in life. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a detour, even if it's off track, you're going to pick up a jewel over there that you're going to need later on. An abundance mindset tells you that everything is working out for me. Even the shit that's uncomfortable and that doesn't feel good. So you make that right turn. You, you might hit a clearing that just boom. It just opens up to the, to the paradise that you always wish you could have had. You know, the, the the idea of abundance is not is not something that uh, that you have to try to figure out how to tap into. It's not some it's not some abstract concept that's just kind of damn. I hope I can get there one day or whatever. Like literally, you can flip the switch right now. The same way how the brother said earlier, uh, going from fear, you know, to uh, you know. You know, shifting from a from a from a space of fear. I said, I said, uh, you know, from fear to excitement. I can't remember what word he used, but it's a quick adjustment. It's a quick, it's a quick flip, and it's all in that mindset. Anybody else want to jump in? Yeah, I've got a little something to add to that. If that's cool. peace, God, peace, beloved, peace, peace. Oh, oh, peace, God, peace, God. Let's let the queen jump in right quick. I've got to run because I'm from the UK and it's it's getting late for me here. But I just felt no really strongly that I was brought into this space. Um, 
haven't even been on Clubhouse for ages. And so I just wanted to share with everybody and just lift people up. I completely agree with Toreen and UD in terms of spirit taking care of us. And especially when we tap in and knowing what we're tapping into. And and something I'll just leave everybody with is this. Is today I was really blessed by getting a phone call and getting told by my mum I don't I I live quite far away from where my mum is and my mum called me today she's like there's some money here for you um it's a letter should I open it up properly I was like yeah open it so she opened the letter and it's from the bank and the bank sent me a check now this check covers my rent for two months and how I know it's spirit is because four weeks ago I made a decision to really step into flow in a new way because I understood that my flow when it comes to abundance is only going to be as good as my discipline and it's only going to be sustainable as much as my ability to be disciplined in my practice So the more I was going into the unknown with the work that I do for my business and not knowing when the next money is going to come, but I just stayed really disciplined and dedicated to meditating every day, really dedicated to how do I expand and make my visualizing clearer in my mind so I can hold a picture and hold the vision of what I want to bring into my experience and what I want to manifest. I got really clear with doing that every single day, even if I didn't want to do it and I didn't feel like it. And just that coming in today for me was just like, I didn't even get excited because it was like, it's an expectation. It's like, yeah, cool. What else you got for me? Cool. What else is there? Because it's like in this new paradigm, in this new world that we're in ever since the last year has taken place. And so it's like we're I feel like we're all being called to to live on an extraordinary level that we've never lived on before. And the only way we're going to be able to really thrive in this time and live in a frequency and in the spaces that we've been called to be, it's going to be down to our discipline. How much are we going to be able to just do the, the, the actions that help to sustain the frequency we want to be in, which is the flow, which is the abundance. The more we do that, the more it will circulate and it will come into our experience a lot faster. So anybody going through anything, anybody struggling with this I would just say get your discipline action down and it's all right it's all good it's coming in it's here for you and I'm sending you so much love from the UK and I came into this group and it's such a great energy and I just felt like I was here to tell somebody that today and and have a blessed evening guys beautifully said beautifully said thank you so much for that I appreciate you. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. 
Can I say uh, share something really quickly? This is Chanel. Yes, please. If please. no one else is speaking. Indeed, yes, please. Yeah, I want to agree with the sister that just um, came off. I do agree with her. As of late, I've been focusing on really like meditating through manifestation and abundance, focusing on those two things. And once I started doing that, I noticed that each, almost each day, my business, because um, many of you guys that know us know that Dwayne and I, we have several businesses. But this business in particular um, was for our event space. And we started to see receive an influx of business um, daily from me focusing on our manifestations of what it is that I wanted and just focusing on um, having an abundance mindset, which also um, spiraled over into our other businesses as well as our personal lives. And over the years that Dwayne and I have been together, I've noticed that anytime we focus our mindset on living in abundance, money just flows to us. I remember he was supposed to go overseas to do a contract once and we needed a thousand dollars to do something. No, I'm sorry, we needed five hundred dollars to do something. I don't remember what it was exactly. And at the time I was working as a CNA at the hospital and this patient had wrote me a check for five hundred dollars just, just because I took care of her. And she was handing it out to like a few of us that took really good care of her. Um, so when you work in healthcare, we're not allowed to take money, especially that large amounts of money from a patient. So I came home and I told Dwayne about it. And as much as we wanted to keep the money, he was like, no, you know, it's not worth you losing your job. So I took the money and I gave it back to her. And um, that day when I came home, I noticed that we got a check in the mail. And when we opened it up, it was for $500, the exact amount that we had needed to do whatever it was that we needed to do. And that was just one situation where it happened. It started to happen um, for us so much that after a while, we just, like you said, um, Z, we no longer got excited about it. Actually, no, the, the, the woman just said it. We no longer got excited about it. It just became a thing where we just expected. Like, we just knew money would always come to us no matter what. So we also started to focus on giving. Anytime we go out and someone perform a, a service for us, we always make sure we donate. Um, I'm sorry, not donate. We always make sure we leave a tip. No matter how big or how small, we always make sure we leave a tip. Even if it's the last couple of dollars in our um, bank account, we still make sure we leave a tip. And it almost always comes back to us. Not saying, you know, we give to get back, but we give because it feels good to give and help other people. But in giving, um, we also receive our blessings back to us tenfold. Um, just the other day, you know, I received a check in the mail from my bank for, um, for $400 for something that I was fighting with them for years ago. I done wrote it off, forgot about it, and yet the money just came back to me. Um, over the weekend, actually, I got it, and I wasn't even expecting it. So I just say that to say, you know, no matter what it is that we're going through, we just have to always, not just know it, but we have to feel it because the universe go based on what we feel. So if we feel that we're moving from a space of abundance, then abundance will come back to us. If we're moving from a space of scarcity and being afraid, then that's what the universe is going to receive and that's what it's going to give you. So we have to just not only go based on thought, we have to go based on feeling as well. So I just wanted to share that really quickly. Thanks for letting me speak. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And that's that's extremely powerful. Um, the, 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 you know, what both of you all shared, um, is extremely powerful. And you know what, 
I'm realizing, excuse the background noise. I wish I could stop it. I'm trying to cook something, but, um, what, what I'm realizing too, is just that, you know, money is <laughs> money will elude you. Money will literally elude you. If you're always telling yourself that you can't, you know what I mean? That you can't have enough of it and things like that. And when I, uh, you know, literally whenever I'm able to, so you know how you get a bill and, and, you know, whether you have the money for it or not, like you get that feeling of just, ah, damn, I got to pay this. Ah, shit. God damn it. Da, da, da. And we put all this negative energy towards having to spend money. Right. And so I think what that leads to is a lot of people just trying to take easy ways out, whether it's, you know, trying to get a, a payment arrangement or even though you got the money, you just don't want to spend it. So you want to try to figure out a way to finesse it or, you know, stuff like that. Um, you might want to go through the self checkout at Walmart and kind of, uh, you know, kind of slide something through the self checkout and get away with it. By all means, y'all know my mentality. I'm like, get your reparations, <laughs> get your motherfucking reparations. Cause I gets down, you know what I'm saying? But just for the sake of making this point, um, whenever like a scarcity mindset will, will make you feel like you always got to try to get over a pinch pennies and shit like that. But giving or spending with gratitude changes everything instantly. Paying bills with gratitude. And I, and I don't mean, oh, thank you so much um, to the establishment for, you know, harnessing the electricity and making me pay for it on the back end. You know, thank you for, you know, <laughs> not that type of shit. What I'm saying is to knowing, knowing that current that money is just a currency that's just an energy, it makes you look at it differently, that it's not something that you got to try to hoard all the time. And so you allow it to flow in. And then when you see obligations that come up, that require, you know, money to be grateful that you're able to take care of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that type of energy and allowing the shit to flow in and to flow out with just as much gratitude, um, for me has, has been the game changer. Um, Yurim, I know you wanted to jump in there, guy. What's going on? Awesome. Awesome. So peace to the gods and goddesses in the room. Um, great topic, God, great topic. Um, I just wanted to share, because when we talk about abundance <clears throat> and scarcity, this is actually a topic that really that really hits directly home for me. I, I think that a lot of times there's a focus on, you know, the monetary. But abundance can be an abundance of, of information that comes in. Uh, abundance can be an abundance of, of new friendships that are built, uh, new tribal members. Uh, abundance can be two new friendships, but they... They, they actually provide so much value to your life. Um, abundance obviously can be money too. Uh, but my own personal experience, prison in 2012, December, uh, December 12th of 2012, I did 19 years and two months in some of the toughest federal prisons around this country. When I got out, I walked out with the sweatsuit that I was wearing. That was all I had. Um, and <clears throat> it was interesting because I had what maybe some might consider a vision board, but I had written a plan. So I know that with this abundance, it's the intention to put it out there. It's very necessary to write what you want. Um, the, the universe hears, the universe responds, the universe feels, 
but it's important also to write these things down, uh, to draw them back in. And so I wrote out a, a plan. I wrote out a set plan of what I wanted, uh, a, a vision board. And, uh, I didn't know how it was gonna, I didn't know how it was gonna work because I'm 19 years gone. You know, when I, when I left, there were no, there, cell phones were just coming out. There was no, you know, computer screens and all of that. So this was all new information to me that I, that I just wasn't privy to. And so, um, you know, you're talking about a person and a lot of men and women come out in these situations where, you know, they're so far behind technologically um, because literally they've been put away for decades and now they're coming out and it's like, bam, it's a whole new world, literally. And so that's what I walked into. And um, immediately, um, you know, I started to really, I, every day I pulled out what I wrote down every day because that was all I had. And so I flew into New York. I went home. Um, partner of mine, you know, bought me a couple pairs of clothes. I went. Then I came here to Ohio. And my mother, um, we didn't, the first couple of days was great. But after that, I realized that this wasn't going to be long term. I had to go. And it, it was really getting that bad. Like, like I, I had to go because I would never disrespect my mother. Uh, but sometimes, you know, parents and, 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 you know, children, they don't see eye to eye on certain things. And, uh, so that started to, to wane heavy on my spirit, so to speak. It, like I said, the, the honeymoon lasted like a couple of days. We were great, great conversations, had great meals. And then boom, um, started bringing up all this old stuff, um, that had no relevance in my life at that time, but that's the space that she wanted to live in. And, and that was fine. But the one thing she always told me, she said, you know, you don't come from poorness. You come from royalty. And I remember growing up, it didn't feel like that. Um, it didn't feel like that. But now that she has passed and has come to me a few times in spirit, now I know exactly what she means. And that's why I put up those posts sometimes, walk in your royalty. Um because your royalty is that entails abundance. And so from that situation of getting out in three months, three months time, um, one of the things that I always had a problem with was getting a vehicle. So I ended up getting a vehicle because I needed to get to opportunities. The spirit, the ancestors, they made that happen. They made that happen. It wasn't even a month, they made that happen. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I got to leave um, my mom. <clears throat> I'll sleep in my vehicle if I have to. I packed my vehicle. I was ready to sleep in it. An opportunity opened for this six-bedroom townhouse. Um, this uh, German woman was renting it out. It was her and her son. She had a home. She was trying to make a little bit extra money. And the townhouse was in a very, uh, uh, very nice neighborhood a six bedroom townhouse. I went, I talked with her, boom. Now I'm living in a six bedroom townhouse and I'm still every day, I'm pulling out my plan that I wrote down. I say all that to say that everything that I wrote down, I did it. Um, I might not have done it to the maximum that I wanted to do it. However, I recognize that that within itself sometimes is ego because the ego wants to come in and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, this happened. 
happened, but you could have did this. And, and, and so we have to be able to be disciplined with our ego as well. And we have to recognize when that ego rises um, within us so that we can, we can, you know, breathe through that and feel through that emotion and keep it moving. But it's an expectation now. I no longer, and, and, and sometimes when, when spirit is all that you have, it forces, you know, it's kind of like you're forced to, I came out, I had nothing. I had nothing. I had a, a gray sweatsuit, which I still have just as a reminder of where I've been because it humbles me. And I remember the brothers that I left behind, the kings, the gods that I left behind, but I had nothing except my plan. And so now it's an expectation. Um, I used to, I'm very frugal with money. Um, but now it's like the spirit tells me, have we not shown you that we got you? Yeah, you can be frugal with money, but we're moving into a new realm. Live. That's what you're put in this body of flesh for. Live. And so, you know, even with my frugality with money now, um, I'm not staying at certain, I'm not staying at certain hotels unless I just absolutely have to when I travel. Um, cars are not a problem. Those floodgates have busted open. I, when I put it out there, when I write it down, I expect it. And it's not an arrogance that I expected. It's a confidence that I expect that the universe is going to answer. I expect it. And it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. I don't even worry about the how at this point because, because spirit has shown and proved because that can be snatched from you if you play games with it. And that's the other side. It's not misusing and abusing uh, that power. And, and I, I, that's a whole, that's a whole nother subject, but I just wanted to add that, that, that this subject really like tapped home for me because um, when you are, you know, it, we are royal. We are royalty. Once we start to know that this is going to happen, once I put it out there, it's a done deal. Once we stop second guessing the process, it's when we stop doing our work on this end that things get convoluted, that things get disrupted. The universe, the spirit, the ancestors are always going to do their work. They always have. It's on us to make sure that we are doing ours on this end. And the sister that 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 um, from the UK that spoke, she was absolutely right as far as discipline. I'm big on discipline and integrity, but discipline is is key in this. But also the knowing, not the believing, not the not the thinking, but the knowing. And that's the part that I'm talking about as far as expectation. I expect it when I put it out there. The land that we that we that we uh, that you talked about, the I expect that. I'm not in it and it, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going with it because they will let me know that too. But it's an expectation. And once I put it out there, I already knew it was a done deal. I'm not even concerned about the how at this point. And there will be a comfortability where the ancestors will let us know like, yo, this is where you're supposed to be. This is the, this is the plot that you're supposed to have because that's just how the process works. So with that, I'm, I yield the mic. I thank you. I love the room. Thank you all. Yeah, no doubt, God. <clears throat> uh, thank you for that contribution, man. And that's facts. Yo, if you 
when you set your intention, the universe will part ways to make it happen. And I've been in situations where, I mean, like drastic things have happened that affected other people, you know, in, in adverse ways. You know what I mean? Like big shit has happened all just to make concessions for something that I manifested and put out there. You know, even even people that and, and I don't mean this to be funny at all, you know what I'm saying? But even even as it pertains to life and death, there's there's people who have played an intricate part in my journey in terms of, you know, the manifestation of certain things in my life, people who might have played a part in, in that coming together, who literally as soon as they their part was finished in my journey, they died. They, they like passed away. You know what I'm saying? Somebody very, very close to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's a trip because uh, it shows you how even, even life force energy, even the cycle of life and death all play a part in this thing. Like it's, it's that major, you know, it's, it's, it's micro and macro at the same time. As major as it is, it's still very simple, you know? Um, if anybody else wants to speak, feel free. Anybody? I feel like uh, as it pertains to uh, just the concept of abundance itself, it's not possible without better yet, better yet shifting from scarcity to abundance is not possible without, you know, understanding the fact that we're put here, you know, as human beings, our only obligation is to be literally to be. And I mentioned in the room last night about the Tao and the flow of things, um, the art of not trying or, you know, the, the art of, uh, taking the path of least resistance that doesn't mean that you don't take action when necessary, but the path of least resistance, the way that it works for me, I know when the universe is redirecting my path. I know that whenever, and it could be something this small, I could be on my way to go somewhere or to go see somebody. I ain't got no business seeing, or, you know, going to do something. I know I shouldn't be doing, going to spend some money. I know I shouldn't be spending and I can't find my keys. Now, from an average frame of mind, God damn it, where my fuck, where's my keys at? And you're not going to stop looking for them keys till you find it. And then when you find it, you're going to haul ass to get to where you wanted to go because you're making up for lost time while you couldn't find your keys. Let me get, let me hurry, get the fuck out of here. I just wasted 10 minutes looking for these goddamn keys. Now I just threw everything off, right? I've gotten to a point where I'll stop looking for them bitches. Damn, my keys. I guess I wasn't supposed to go. I guess I wasn't supposed to go. Yep. And that's the path of least resistance for me. Is allowing spirit to speak. And listening. The flow is also going with the flow is also and this is not this this is not unrelated as unrelated as it might sound not playing small by by taking up space in the place 
this this to me is a mindset of abundance and it's also going with the path of least resistance because those of us who embody a certain spirit um in the sense that you got some people who are uh, you got some people who are very electric who are very influential with just whose presence can just be influential who who words are influential you know we're all influential in different ways but if you're the kind of person whose presence kind of demands attention in whatever way good or bad <clears throat> we have a tendency to see that in the reactions of other people and shrink down so it so as not to take up too much space to me that's a scarcity mindset to shrink yourself or to feel like you know let me not you know let me not uh let me not do too much i'm not going you know i ain't going to tell i ain't going to tell no jokes today i ain't going to try to I don't want to look like that dude. I don't want to look like I'm trying to get attention. And da, da, da. Or let me just dress down a little bit. Let me not wear, let me not dress too, whatever, whatever. Because everybody's going to be looking at me. I don't need to be the center of attention. Da, 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 da. I, I had to get out of that. Because what I feel like was happening to me subconsciously, um, and it kind of contributed to what I was saying earlier about losing my voice, is that you're literally putting things on the back burner that you need to be what you were created to be. Like I'm trying to find a, a better way to say it, but don't shrink. You know what I'm saying? When, you, when you're operating in abundance, it's okay to be the greatest version of yourself in front of any and everybody. And you'd be surprised how much you attract by doing so, you know, just by, just by, 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 by speaking up. You know, and that's not to say that you interject yourself into every situation or that you speak, you know, unnecessarily and things like that. But just don't shrink. You know. Um, there's a there's a proverb, I don't know. I think it's a Yoruba proverb or something like that, but it's something to the effect of you got too many ancestors within you to play small, you know, take up space in the place. There's too much power in us as individuals collectively, of course, but just you yourself, man, you got millions of ancestors existing in your, in, in the strands of your DNA right now. You know, we playing ourselves by playing small to me. That's like, you know, to just try to be quote unquote humble. Let me just, let me be humble. I'm going to just be meek and mild. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say too much. Nah, man. You got to demand what the universe has to offer you. You have to demand it and claim it as if it already is. Because if you don't see yourself as what you think you have the potential to be, if you don't see yourself as that right now, then you really don't have the potential to be that. If you don't know where you'll be in five, ten years, you're already there. Because you're not going to move much further from where you are playing small. Cindy Ashby. How you doing, beloved? Hey, everybody. This is New Energy, your host, D. Ivory, on the Wake Up Radio. Sign up at otw2.com. Um, you know, when you talk about scarcity and stuff like that, I was just listening to everybody. And 
you would not believe the things that have been told to me. You act like you got it. That's why I don't nobody want to do nothing for you. How the fuck am I supposed to fucking act? I grew up poor. Fucking sardines and crackers. Do you get what I'm saying? Grew up wearing a fucking windbreaker in motherfucking Brooklyn. Negative 13 fucking degrees because my mama wouldn't buy me a motherfucking coat. But I made it to Fort Greene every fucking day. I moved like I had on a coat. I didn't. How am I supposed to fucking act? And so abundance, abundance is a thought. It's a frame of mind. I don't think about not having because I know what it feels like not to fucking have a motherfucking nothing and still be okay with everything. And I think a lot of times we come across people, everybody, woe is me, woe is me. Yeah, you know, we go through that, those moments, right? They're bouts of depression, they're bouts of moments where you're not even sure where you're going in life. And, oh, my God, do I have the right people around me and all that shit? You don't. And sometimes you got to get rid of fucking people because it is what it is. But here's what I did know. I'm eight years old. You know, you get the catalogs that come to your house. I got the stupid Sears book, the Macy's book. I'm writing out everything I wanted. I know I ain't going to get it because my mama ain't got no money because my daddy's out doing cocaine. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's okay. I'm writing it up. My uncle gets his first job. He take me to A&S, whatever I want. We go to Jimmy Jazz, whatever I want. I don't even fucking know what's in. I'm just happy to get it. And it was like that because it was like, I'm just a kid doing this. So I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how it works. But here's something that I didn't do. It wasn't because I wanted something. I was nice to people. Gratitude. Every day to the universe. Not when you are going through shit, you start going, help me. That's the problem we have. I've, I've been on um, other platforms, five, six hundred black melanated people in a motherfucking room. Everybody got a business. Ain't nobody supporting nobody. It's a fucking farce. If we're not going to help each other, abundance is helping your own. If you ain't trying to help your own, do not fucking cry when you don't have nothing. That's just how I feel. My grandmother told me from I'm eight years old until she was 94 fucking years old, died on June 8, 2020, when the nursing home opened. Baby, there's enough pie for all of us. So guess what? If you tell me you ain't got nothing, I'm going to give you mine because I know I'm going to be okay tomorrow. You can't hoard things. Abundance means you cannot hoard things because this shit, you can't use none of this shit in the afterlife. Because when you gone, you gone. You ain't going to feel what it feel like to have a nice cup of tea. You ain't going to feel what it feel like to have a nice uh, a meal. Or what it feel like to lay in a bed. Or what it feel like to have the sun on you. The meaning of life is to live. And even when you ain't got shit, you got life. And that's abundance. And when I woke up this morning and that sun hit my motherfucking face, I said, God damn. Did it again. I made it. Thank you, ancestors, for waking me up another fucking day. And I didn't jump out of bed. I rolled out. I rolled out like a little fucking roly-poly, but I rolled out of bed. And I said, okay, I'm good. I got my rest, my nine hours. Shout out to Yurima for me going, I'm going to edit tonight. And he was like, you need to get some rest. (laughs) 
thank you. Thank you for making sure that I got some sleep because I only get like two hours of sleep a fucking day. But nonetheless, that's abundance. Abundance is having somebody in your fucking corner that says, are you okay? And like he said, it's not about money. It's about friendship. It's about being there for someone. It's about just saying, hey, you was on my mind. Even if you don't say it every day, abundance is all that is happening around you. Pay the fuck attention. No more woe is me. Your life will change. Yeah, it's writing it down, all that stuff. Baby, I wrote a list that said I wanted two children, a nice house, and a motherfucking Oscar. Baby, I didn't get my Oscar yet, but I'm going to get that shit. Fucking with y'all. I'm going to get that shit. <laughs> I'm going to get that shit. So I do what I do because I have all got shit to do I, before I leave this fucking planet or whatever the fuck this is we going through. Because I ain't trying to come back and do this shit no more. This shit is exhausting. So I'm at the point where abundance is, it's you. You are abundance. You are a source of abundance. Your energy all that shit. Love that shit. Own that shit. But also have all the right people in your corner. That's what abundance is. All right, I love y'all. Have a good night. Hey, Cindy. Your expressions of gratitude in the morning sound just like mine. God damn. You yeah, did it again. That's how I be talking. When I wake up and that sun just beaming down on my face, I'm like, God damn, another one. Here come another one. Like DJ Khaled, another one. But yeah, um, thank you for that, Cindy. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Like I, I don't, um, you know, I, I speak about, you know, the reason why I speak about money is because I feel like, you know, a lot of times it's just a misconception, you know, because at one point I got to a space where, because of my militancy and, you know, the way I feel about, you know, just the establishment and capitalism in general, which still hasn't changed, you know, of course. But, you know, to the point where I'm looking at cash, like, man, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about this money shit. Da, 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 da. Um, and that did not contribute to my abundant mindset whatsoever. Um, it was, I had to realize that it's not about the money. It's not about the, the paper itself. Um, it's about... Uh, you know, again, it's about energy and it's about, you know, being able to uh, to produce from within, you know. But um, I didn't want to emphasize money as if, you know, abundance is primarily about material and stuff like that. Because I really, really like the points that you and uh, that you, Cindy and Yarima were making about, you know, the abundance of relationships and abundance of friendship and, you know, having people there for you and stuff like that. And to be honest, when y'all said that. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, I actually agree. I, I think I mentioned, you know, something to the effect earlier, but just hearing you all speak on it made me kind of reflect a little bit. And I'm thinking about, I, I think I'm currently still trying to transition as it pertains to relationships. I'm still trying to transition from a space of scarcity. Um, anybody that knows me personally knows that I've spent the past several years of my life like generally alone, like I really am a loner. You know, I, yeah, I, I live alone. You know, I, I stay in my house. I do what I do. You know, I create, 
and I try to protect my energy. Um, you know, there's very few people that I leave the house for or that I allow into my space. And it's been that way for a while. And I, I made a lifestyle of it. And I think that that's born out of the fact that, you know, I've, I didn't have, you know, strong family bonds and things like that. You know, even my immediate family, you know, I don't have a great relationship with my mother. I don't have a relationship with my father. Um, you know, siblings and all that type of shit. I, I don't have a, a healthy relationship with anybody in my family. I don't have long-term childhood friends and, and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, from a space of woe is me, because that's that hasn't been an issue for me. Um, because I've, I've, I've adopted that into the way I, I flow with just my whole life, you know, the way I, the way I get down. Um, but you realize just like what I was saying earlier about your affirmations, when you say your affirmations, it'll tell you the affirmation in the affirmation itself, your subconscious mind will tell you where you're lacking at. It'll tell you what part of yourself are combative against those affirmations like you know i am wealthy and then that voice in the back of your mind like nigga you got twelve dollars you're not wealthy you know that's that's showing you where that scarcity mindset is you know and so i'm realizing i'm realizing where mine is and it's it has a lot to do with relationships has a lot to do with you know people where i'm just not i'm not used to having anybody give a fuck about what i'm doing I'm not used to checking in with nobody. I'm not used to great rising text messages and group messages. And you know what I'm saying? That that's just not, it's just not me. It hasn't been for a very long time. And people in my immediate circle have come to understand that you might not hear from Daniel for a couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months, you know, but when you talk to him, it's all love, you know? And so my, my, I'm trying to adjust into a space of, abundance when it comes to you know support from people you know what i'm saying people showing me love and shit like that like that's that's something i'm still having to adapt to i kind of feel like obviously on a very small scale um you know somebody fucking going on american idol who was in you know living up under a rock and you go on american idol and now you go back home and it's like oh man my nigga it's like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. it's cool I, I i love the love I just don't know necessarily how to process it yet. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, um, it, it is, it's, it's definitely a layered topic. Like when, when we talk about, you know, scarcity and abundance, it's not, it's not just one thing, you know, it's across the board, but Wait, for our people specifically, um, D, can I say something? Oh, of course. I love it. Of course. Of course. Either one of y'all, uh, well, yeah. Uh, Cindy and then you go ahead. Now, I was going to say to you, I know you saying you're a Luna and that, you know, I get it because the, the experiences we go through in life, they shape our existence of who we are. But you got a tribe and all you got to do is stay loyal to that tribe because sometimes, eh, family, you know, you know how that works, right? You got to come through a portal somehow that just happened to be the portal you came through. <laughs> Facts. Do you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I want you right now, and I always tell people, when they're going through stuff, I need you to stop for 10 fucking seconds and look at what's going on. You're sitting on here doing your own show, 
and you've got a bunch of people listening to you, and it's on the radio. We're global. You want this thing, you know, and and you're doing your thing, and you're leaving a legacy. So there, there is no woe is me with you. You are doing it. And you got to give yourself a motherfucking pat on the fucking back and say, God damn it. Had, had somebody asked me, was I doing this a year from now? I'd have been like, you a whole motherfucking liar. Mm. And so Real when talk. you come across brother like Eurema, and I know Eurema for a minute, that's love. That's blessing sent into your space. Because maybe you didn't have it, but now you got it. Like I wanted them clothes. It was cold. And I needed a coat, but I still had to get outside. I still had to go to school. Eventually, I got a coat. I ain't die. I just know I hate the fucking cold. You dig? Thank you. Oh, I dig. I don't fuck with the cold either. <laughs> but but thank you for that, though. I, I appreciate that, beloved. And you're 100% right. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know what? Like, it's not even, you know, for me... I like I've never um I never felt a way about usually it's by choice, you know what I'm saying? When 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 I when I talk about like the lack of relationships, you know, the lack of friendships and things like that, like you say, this world is fucking crazy, man. You you come across all type of shit, you know, betrayal and just you know, we all we all deal with the same type of shit, but you know it's 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 funny how we, you know, we can decide like, like a valve, you know, like, like, you know, like a water valve, like a faucet. And most people, most people are in a space where it's like, I don't give a fuck how the water gets to my house. When I turn the faucet on, I just want the water to run. You know, whenever I, whenever I, I, I put the energy out into the universe, I just wanted to come back. Like Yurima said, I expect it to come back because I understand the power of manifestation. I understand who I am as some someone who was created to create you know god body on the third plane you know what i'm saying knowing that it's like we we worry ourselves too much about how these things come to pass we worry too much about all the piping and you know the 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 fucking uh you know the nuts and bolts of things where ultimately like the universe is here to provide despite the route in which it comes to you and because of the fact that you know, I've, I've even in my solitude over the past several years, I've, I've, I've been open to whatever's for me. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity that's been placed in my lap because of that. Um, and that's why I've been so welcoming of, you know, things that are new to me now. And like I said earlier, like despite how comfortable something might be, you know, the process of growth literally you know requires you to be outside of your comfort zone nothing grows in a comfort zone um and so i i, I recognize that and you know I, I welcome you know genuine people you know ties and it, it ties and connections to people who genuinely have my best interest at heart and have their own best interest at heart um and i say that to say that another reason why you know friendships and things like that can be scarce for me is because a lot of people really don't give a fuck about themselves. And when you recognize that in somebody, you know, ain't a whole lot they can do for you. You know what I'm saying? When, when you around somebody who doesn't take the time for self, for instance, 
have you ever had a friend or somebody who you notice always needs to be around you or somebody else and can never be alone? And then you start feeling like you're obligated to entertain this person because they're always around or they, you know, whatever the case is. But you got at some point you snap out of it and it's like, hold on a second. Like, is this person using me to fill a void? You know what I mean? Like, is, is this really about me? Is this person really, you know, filling me or is it just about, you know, me being there as a space filler so they don't have to face themselves? You know, and so I try to make sure that one, I avoid those type of people because all they can do is leech your energy to fuel themselves to feel okay enough to function in their own life. But also to recognize that within myself when, hold on, is there a void that I'm trying to fill by engaging or interacting with this person? You know, is do, do I feel like it's necessary to have this person in my presence because I don't want to be alone? Or because, you know, am I, am I staying over here right now? Am I chilling at this person's house right now because I don't want to go home? You know what I mean? And um, that's the reason why I've, that's the reason why I've always felt comfortable within myself is because I know that whatever voids need to be filled, I'm filling them before I ever leave my house. I'm filling all them voids so that I know that whatever connections I do make are genuine. And so having come into a tribe or having come, you know, into, uh, uh, you know, the family who's, who might be accepting or, or, you know, loving and things like that, you know, I know that I can step into a situation at least from the standpoint of being whole as an individual and not coming to leech off of nobody or not coming to, to, to create a relationship off of false pretenses. Am I making any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but D it's, 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 can you hear me? Yeah, no it's, doubt you're there. You're a little bit distant God, but you, but we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's called protecting your chi. You're protecting your chi. And I mean, we are who we are. There's so many different components um, there are those who are who, those of us who are introspective. I'm an introvert, extrovert. You know, I um, growing up, my family, they you know, I was ostracized because I was quiet. I listened to everything. I didn't have too much to say, you know, and because I'm I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling different energies, you know, and as as a family unit, as a tribe, we have to recognize everybody, everybody's um, personality traits and characteristics. And there's nothing wrong with that. I protect my chi. I'm a loner. You see, I, I'm, I drive alone. I move alone, you know, and there's, and there's nothing there. I have my extrovert, you know, that comes out. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that where you and I relate, like when we, even when we're in Tulsa, you know, I know you're an introvert, but um, when the time presents itself, you have extrovert qualities that come out and that love pours out. And, you know, it wasn't, there was, there was a, a few of us that wasn't staying up, kicking it all night, but you were, you were there. Like you could have really been there. And so, it, but there's a comfortability that you felt being in that space. And so I think that this is, this is what I call protecting our chi. And it's important that we protect our chi because everybody, you know, people do get in to leech off of energy. And at the end of the day, like when we talk about abundance, when we talk about royalty, but when we talk about abundance um, and you said it earlier, you know, making ourselves small, 
in order to appease or, or, or not to not because we're bigger than what we actually are, but we try to dummy ourselves down or make ourselves small. No, the same thing, the same rules apply when it comes to allowing people access to us. And that's another lesson. Like everybody shouldn't have access. And that's something that I had to learn. And that was an Oracle. Oracle had to tell me that. Like everybody shouldn't have access to you. Everybody shouldn't have your number to call you. You know, and, and so once you start looking at yourself, then you're going to start drawing those type of people to you. And that's what it's about. That, that Now we're talking about the law of attraction, but that goes right along with abundance because you want the best people. Because if you're going to give your chi, if you're going to ex <laughs> offer your chi to anybody, then it should be those that are deserving. So, you know, you're, you're just like me. I don't want to be in those spaces with people who are leeching off of my energy but not giving anything back in return. I'm not here for that. You're, 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 you're a feeder at that point. It's like mosquitoes sucking the blood. They're not giving nothing back. And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, sometimes it, when it comes to our personalities and characters, we are who we are. And that doesn't mean that we don't open up our minds and open up the realm to new possibilities, to new opportunities. But some things are just who we are. And those aren't supposed to change. And if they do in due time, then it is what it is. But but it should be something that is natural and something not something that's forced. So, you know, it, it was like um, when, when you say, you know, you're not with the, the, you know, the grand rising every day or you might disappear. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that because, see, we're not we're not on a social programming we're not on a social programming thing. I would rather it be authentic when you do come through because you feel like, okay, now it's obligation. No, you are who you are. And then there's going to be those people who are really outspoken. There's going to be those people who are extroverts to the fullest. And they're going to be, they're going to be the life of the party. They're going to be out there because that's who they are. And so this, when we talk about family, it, it, it makes it makes everybody. When I was shunned for being quiet, when I was shunned for being quiet, family members look at me now and it's like, wow, yeah. And I'm still, I still have that introvert quality. It was even mentioned when we were in Tulsa, like you know, I've seen people that I have met that, that kind of get disappointed because they want the Yurima Karama that they see on, on social media. And I'm that too, if the, if the situation presents itself, but if we're, if we're kind of like meeting, I want to feel your energy. I want to know what I'm dealing with. So I'm protecting my chi at that point. So I might not be the Yurima Karama that you see on social media. I'm still me, but there are different layers to who I am. Just like there's different layers to who you are, the difference the difference between me and, and some others is that I recognize there's different layers. If you're disappointed in me because you had an expectation of me being something that you put in your mind or perceived me to be, that's on you. That means that you haven't that you haven't figured out the layers of yourself. Because if you figured out that you too are layered, you wouldn't be disappointed in, in not receiving what you expected to receive from me in this particular moment because I have to protect my chi. I have to make sure that you are right and exact because I know what I'm bringing to the table. 
and I'm walking in abundance, I'm walking in royalty, so therefore everybody doesn't deserve to even feed off of that. And so you're protecting your chi as a god should. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I'm grateful for uh I'm grateful for everything that y'all said, man, most definitely. And you know, you mentioned being like an extroverted introvert. <clears throat> um <laughs> I relate to that on a lot of levels um, and kind of like what we were saying earlier about like the fear and excitement thing. Uh, it's kind of like a shift in perspective that happened over time where I used to consider myself an extrovert. And then at the end of the day, I'd be completely exhausted. Like shit. Like I just over exuded myself so much, you know, laughing and kikiing and entertaining and just, you know, all of this type of shit. And, you know, I didn't leave anything for myself at the end of the day. And there was this, uh, there was this event. What was that? It was a, uh, it was like a training for this job I had gotten, but there was a life coach that came and would have us, you know, do these different exercises and stuff like that. I don't know how it was even relevant to the job, but, uh, neither here nor there. Um, he had called me up to the front and it was like a hundred people, you know, in, in, in this space or whatever. It was like a little auditorium. And he called me up there for whatever reason. Like he just plucked me out of the crowd and he was like, you know, I could see, I see so much potential in you and blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of just speaking life. And, you know, I had gotten comfortable up on stage enough to, you know, address the, the people or whatever. So I start talking and I'm just really in my little, in my little jam and I'm just going and going, I'm, you know, I don't remember what I was even talking about. You know, I, I wasn't necessarily conscious at the time, but I always was on some, you know, beyond surface level shit. You know what I mean? And so, uh, at the end of that, like, I remember feeling like, like, damn, that took a lot of energy out of me, but I felt, you know, I felt fulfilled. You know what I mean? That I was able to get my point across or whatever. But this older guy came up to me and he was like, Hey, Hey, young buck, you know, whatever, whatever. He was like, listen, what you going to do when, you know, when you, you got all this energy and blah, blah, blah. He was like, what you going to do when you show up and people expect that from you and, and, and you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do when, when you show up and people are expecting you to be like that and, and, and you, and you're not in the mood type shit. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was young and just, you know, because he was an elder, you know, I wanted to heed what he was saying. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll give that some thought. And I'm like, okay, damn, maybe I'll be doing too much, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got a good point because I was a lot of energy that it took out of me and this and that. And so I started. And so after that, you know, I started coming to the training class and I stopped talking. I stopped. You know what I mean? I stopped doing all of that. And people were actually on the flip side. People was like, bro, like, what's you all right? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, that, that, that. and so on one hand, I could see what the what the man was trying to tell me about people expecting me to be a certain way. But then I thought about it and I was like, hold on, man. I just let this dude silence me. I just let this man silence me. Um, and it's crazy because and, I, and it, it, it may not sound like a big deal, but that's that's over the years. That's always carried with me because I know that that man meant well, but it's but it was the conditioning involved. Now, when I talk about like the shift in perspective. At that time, consider myself an extrovert, just putting this energy out, putting this energy out. I realized that the reason why I was exhausted at the end of the day is because I'm actually an introvert who just turns on when it's time to, 
You know what I'm saying? And so I learned how to try to maintain a balance to where, you know, by me being personable, me being social and things like that doesn't have to be, you know, something that, you know, it's only an outgoing thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I can, I can, I can also be fulfilled by other people. You know, I don't have to be the center of attention. I can also absorb, I can learn from people and things like that. So first of all, I think that nigga was a hater. First of all. Um, but second of all, what I found out, you know, just, you know, over, over, you know, over time after that was that people like you, you affect people in a positive way. When you, when you, when you think in your mind that whatever it is that you have to offer, because abundance is an eternal, an internal thing and eternal, but it's an internal thing. Abundance is internal. And you know that everything that you have within you and everything that you have to offer is actually for the benefit of somebody else. Then you realize that it's selfish to withhold it. You see what I mean? And that to me is like a hoarder, like a hoarder that you see on TV that got all of this shit that they've been saving up over all the years. And if you ever watch that show, you see how difficult it is to pull people away from, from shit. When, when it's time to finally clean up, clean that space out. And they got all these old boxes and just trinkets and fucking all this random, no matter how funky their house is, no matter how dirty and nasty, how many bad looks they get, they so attached to these material things that you can't pull it away from them. That's, that's scarcity because that, that same person right there, if you were to come and just ask them to give you something out of their house, they wouldn't give it to you because they feel like this is some shit they got to save and hold on to and all of that. And it's the same thing with our energy. And so that's part of what's kind of been inspiring me to want to like step out more and, and get back to, um, you know, uh, you know, being as social as I, as I was used to being, you know, back then, just a little bit more of an extrovert because, you know, holding on to these things will drive you fucking crazy. Holding on to your spiritual gifts will drive you insane. And, and it makes you a, a, a spiritual hoarder. Like who am I to, to, to withhold all of this energy that's been imparted on me? And it doesn't have to come out through, it doesn't necessarily have to come out through, you know, jumping on the lunch table and fucking, you know, breakdancing and shit don't have to come out and you know screaming out loud in public and you know trying to get it you know jumping on a bullhorn and trying to make your voice known and shit like that again it's of the art of not trying what comes to you naturally without you having to think and say okay now let me do this okay now let me do this now let me what comes to me most naturally is what y'all saw in tulsa when i was up until four or five in the morning just building and bonding with everybody that's what came to me most naturally. Because by the time I left there and I went back to my room, I was exhausted. But in a good way. And it reminded me how I felt back in the day when I was in high school and I used to get home from school. Like, whoo, long day of motherfucking singing, laughing, dancing, rapping, and entertaining everybody. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I don't know exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't know exactly where I was going with that. But, you know, I just... I'm just putting all this shit together, you know, all this shit together because, you know, again, like uh, uh, the mindset of abundance will allow you to give freely and, 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 you know, beyond just money, you know, your energy, you know, it allows you to give yourself freely 
knowing that it that that it will be received by someone else with an abundance mindset because they have to be have that mindset to receive and then it comes back around full circle and in turn that abundance mindset will provide more and more abundance to you because you're willing to put it back out and pay it forward you know so yeah man it's 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 real it's real and um you know i, I really appreciate y'all you know, sharing some of y'all's personal experiences. Um, you know, I, I, I'm extremely grateful for the family, you know, everybody who's ever given me an encouraging word. Um, everybody who has, you know, received anything from me with gratitude, you know, I'm grateful for that as well. Uh, but again, you know, I, I wanted to have this room because, uh, you know, a lot of times we're kind of inundated with all of these different thoughts of, you know, how much more we need, you know, anytime you're, anytime you're in a situation, you know, we're in a consumer, a consumerist society, you know, anytime you're in a situation where you got to try to figure out what you can buy with your money, you know, <laughs> or, or figure out like what more, I don't know. Has anybody ever gone in the grocery store just for the hell of it? And just because you was hungry, you just bought all type of shit. You just, you know what I mean? You, you mess around, went in the grocery store, maybe to get a loaf of bread and you happen to be hungry at that time. So you just grabbed everything that you saw, you know, because you was hungry. Um, that's, that's like scarcity on autopilot. That's just you literally allowing your scarcity mindset to, to take the wheel and drive you around and you just sitting in the back seat, like go ahead and, and, and do what you do. Wait a second. You know, Wait a second, D. Now my grandmother mm-hmm. always tell me, you never go to a supermarket hungry. Never. There you go. There you go. Cause you're gonna mess around and blow the bank. <laughs> you're gonna go to you you gonna go to the superstore uh, to, to the uh, supermarket with you know two hundred dollars in your pocket with the intention on buying a three dollar loaf of bread and leave out with just three dollars in your pocket. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we, we just got to get out of that mindset that, you know, we always need something. Stop leaving your house for no reason, man. Sit your ass down. Sit down. You don't need nothing. You, you don't need nothing that's outside that door from what's already in there. Use what you got to create what you need. Literally. You know, we losing the art of, of, of crafting. We're, lo- we're losing our ability to create things because we always think we got to go just buy the shit. I be seeing people throw furniture away, big, big, good, wholesome furniture. Just throw that shit by the dumpster so they can go get something new where you could have just repurposed what you had and made it look brand new. That's abundant. I, I, I have the abundance of creativity within myself that I can transform anything to what I want it to be. So let me take this fucking raggedy ass table I got right here. And instead of throwing it away, I'm about to take it apart and, 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 put some shit together and, and repaint it and repurpose it and upholster the chair, whatever the case is, that's the type of shit that comes natural to us as a people. We've been creating for a long time. I got a, uh, I got so many ideas in my mind of things that I want to do. Things that are related to new energy, you know, things that are related to my business things that I could spin off of my business, things that are whole completely other businesses altogether. Um, 
I got all these ideas, an abundance of ideas in my mind. If I was to, if shit was to hit the fan for whatever reason, and I lost everything that I have right now, a scarcity mindset would be some woe is me. God damn, man, I ain't got nothing. Uh, damn, what I'm going to do? You know what I'm saying? I got to I gotta live like this, or I got to, you know, I got to contact this person. I got to try to get help. I got to blah, blah, blah. I don't even ask. I don't even ask for help. And that could be to a fault. But the reason why I don't ask for help is because I know that I've got enough creative energy in me to literally pull a rabbit out of fucking hat. And I've done it mad times. But it's your ideas that pull you out of that scarcity. It's, it's, it's your, you know, everything you see in this physical reality was once a thought manifested. Literally, every movement in your body, when you reach over to pick up that glass of water, it started out as an electrical thought, an electrical charge going from your brain to your arm to grab that joint. Based off of your thought energy, as soon as you decide to say, I am, see, as you're saying, I am, you're becoming that which follows. The two most powerful words you can ever use. And with that being said, I want to end the room off the way I started it. You can keep your mic muted and repeat after me, or you can unmute your mic. Anybody that wants to unmute their mic to go through these quick little affirmations real quick. But I want to end the room affirming ourselves and each other that we don't need anything outside of ourselves. We have everything we need to be everything we need to be. Okay. Before I get to those affirmations, I want to bring, uh, I'm going to bring up whoever wanted to say something real quick. I see, uh, sister Martine wants to come up. I just wanted to, um, raise my hand so I can join and participate with the affirmations. Thank you. Oh yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Beloved. Um, so yes, we're, we're, uh, we'll go ahead. Uh, I, so yeah, what, what I was saying was that I want, I want everybody to leave here knowing, and I use this term all the time. I, I say it in my mind all day. I have everything I need to be everything I need to be. Meaning, for one, as a human being, I'm only obligated beyond anything else. I'm only obligated to be. I'm not a human doing. I'm not a human working. I'm not a human stressing. I'm a human being in every sense of the word. And in that being, all that exists within this natural reality is assisting me in the process of being. And I'm also a chain in that link that's also assisting all other living organic things in the process of being. It cannot, it cannot exist without us. We cannot exist without all of nature. So again, just as abundant as all of the dark matter in the universe, all of that infinite potentiality that exists within, that same abundance applies to you as an individual. We're a drop of that cosmic ocean, not that we're separate from it. We're a drop of that cosmic ocean, meaning that all of which is contained, all of the abundance, of all of the elements, everything that exists within the triple darkness of space also exists within you. All of that infinite potentiality exists within us. We're created to create. Let's say these affirmations. 
and then we'll get out of here. Feel free to repeat. Mike's muted or unmuted. It's up to you. But it's as simple as this. I am healthy. I am whole. I am complete. I am healthy. I am whole. I am complete. I am healthy. I am whole. I am complete. When you say those words, I am. And just marinate on that. Just say, just say the words I am verbally and then just sit in silence and see what your subconscious mind feels in that blank. See what your subconscious mind feels in that space. When you say I am and just shut up. And that tells you where you might need some work at as, as it pertains to, you know, a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. Let's take it a step further. Write you a list of affirmations. Everything, everything that you want out of your life, everything that you envision for yourself, no matter how distant in the future, no matter how soon in the future. Everything that you desire for your life and for yourself, say I am and insert that. That which you desire, right? We don't we don't desire with attachment. We don't stay attached to our desires. We remove the power away from our desires by knowing and flowing and understanding that it's already ours. Take the power away from anything outside of you by knowing it already belongs to you. And when you say those affirmations again, when you say the complete full affirmation, I am wealthy, I am whatever. Listen to your subconscious mind then. And see if it's objecting to what you just said. I am op- I am living in complete abundance. Do you agree? Does your subconscious mind agree with you? If not, then that's what we're working on. That's what we're trying to. That's what we, that's the, the the adjustment that we're trying to make. And that's what this was about. So, this is new energy. Again, I'm D Ivory. Thank y'all for tuning in to another room. I want to give special thanks. To the beloved Cindy Ashby on the Wake Up Radio. Y'all tap in to otwtube.com. I've been a little bit inconsistent over the past few weeks, but I'm back in the mix. Um, We'll be right back at it. Same day, same time next week. Much love to the family. Peace and abundance. I love y'all. No doubt. Much love. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fed Book jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? 
Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Urema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Urema Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.